So we're finishing up here, Perek Dalit, Bezer Hashem Yisborach. And he's talking about, again, the lofty level of someone who has earned the title of being a Chosid and a Parush, someone who abstains from worldly matters, has no interest in them. And the signs of such a person is, number one, that he seeks out to try to bring people closer to Hashem, and the service of Hashem, Tabuidas Hashem, out of his love for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, That's number one. And now we have two other statements before the Chavis Avavis cites several psukim in terms of this description of these this type of person. And here he says like this: The patience, the toleration that a person will have, at the time of a test, times of suffering, where he's aware, totally believes that this suffering, this test comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he tolerates it, he accepts it, and it's easy in his eyes, it's easy everything, every matter, when it comes to fulfilling the will of Hashem. Now it's unclear to me whether he means to say this is two separate identifying marks, two separate separate types of ways that we could identify this person who is this great chassid, or it's really a combination. And as we could read it like this, someone who accepts all that Hashem gives him, all the tests that Hashem sends his way, and he accepts it wholeheartedly, but accepts it sincerely. No questions asked, like Avram Avinu at the, at the Akedah, which we're going to read about on Baruch Hashanah, that type of level. And then a second thing would be Vishayekel by name, that it's so it, it's easy in their eyes. Cold Dover, to do anything, when it comes to doing Hashem's will, it becomes something that's so desired to do that for, for most of us we find it uh, it's a schlep to do it, it's difficult to do it, to go to this, it's a little bit annoying, but I'll push myself, I'm a good person, I feel uh, I'm going to do it. But for these people, it, it's it's a piece of pie. For these people, it's it's nothing. there's nothing more in the world that they desire to do, but to do Ratz and Hashem. That's the level we're talking about here. But it could be really, it's a combination of both. It could be that it's a person who is put to the test. He has in this genius, he has trials and tribulations, and he has suffering in his life. And still in all, it's still easy for him. But he's able to block all of that suffering out and zero in that it becomes easy. It becomes something that he wants to do for the Ratz and Hashem. Like we've seen from so many of our great Gedolim, the great Talmidei Chachamim, the Tzadikim throughout history, that in, in, in the most horrific challenges that they had to endure, yet they persevered. But not only in just living with the challenge, but rising above the challenge. And doing great things like they, they would have done, even if they would, despite the challenges, they're still able to accomplish 
such great things. To give, to give one example, just a, a, a mice with the briskarov. The briskarov was once giving his shear, and he says, oh, and I had this kasha once, and I came up with the following terats, I think this is a good answer. And he motions to his son something, while he's saying the shear. After the shear, someone goes over to the son of the briskarov and says, what was your father motioning to him? What did he want to tell you? So he said, he was trying to catch my attention to remind me, do you remember when we had that kasha when I came up with that terrace? When was it? He says, we were, it was during the World War II and we were escaping through Vilna in Rue Territz Israel. And at one point, we saw the Nazis were coming. We had to get out of the, the, the car we were driving and take cover and hide under some place for a few hours till they passed. He says, at that moment, we were in the middle of that sugya. And that kasha was bothering us. And that was the time that I came up with that terrace. Amazing. You know, to see if people are running for their lives, hiding, taking cover. And what's he thinking of at that time? He's trying to think of a terrace for a kasha that he had in Tyre. This is the level that we're talking about, these sort of, these sort of people. That they're able to tolerate, they're able to accept when any Nisayim comes their way, whether it be big or small. And at the same time, it still becomes like easy to them to do Kiyam Mitzvah Saberis Barak to fulfill the will of Hashem. They have a different perspective in life. The Mashkiach Zolgazuntzai, my Rebbe, used to always give a, a mushal like this. Imagine a person has a child and raises the child till finally gets to marriageable age, they find a suitable match, and they set the chasana date in a few months, and the chasana will be in a different city, out of town. No, comes the day of the, of the, of the chasana, and they go to the airport, and lo and behold, they canceled the flights over there. Cancel the flights. Oh, how am I going to get to the chasana? Cancel the flight. What's he going to do? Starts running. Gonna, there's a train that goes. A train. Yeah, there's the last train leaving in about a half hour. And he runs to the train station and he gets onto the train. It's the last ticket onto the train. By the time he gets there, there are no seats left. He has to stand. So he has to stand for six hours straight. Now, not easy to stand for six hours straight, but all the while in his mind, he's thinking, you know, this is, this is doable. This is actually more than doable. This is fine. This is great because where am I going to? This will take me to the destination that I so want to be at. So not only with standing and enduring it, he says, you know, I'm so happy that I'm able to at least go through this trouble of standing for six hours in a squash train because my other choice was I would have missed the whole wedding. And that's how these tzaddikim feel in terms of every mitzvah that they do. And even if they have to endure troubles and suffering, because where are they getting to? What's the destination? The destination is to bask in Hashem's light and Hashem's glory. And now, he finally brings the psukim for this whole idea, like we find, like it says, Hashem tested Avram. What we're going to learn about, the Kriya Satayr will read about on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem tested Avram. He finally had a son after a hundred years that Hashem says, bring him up now as a carbon to me. But he was willing to do it. <speaking in Hebrew> they were thrown into a furnace 
to stand, to stand for the sake and the honor of Hashem. With Daniel, Daniel as well, was thrown by a Nebuchadnezzar into a, a pit of lions. And the examples go on and on. The ten martyrs who were killed over a period of about 180 years by the Romans, each one of them gave up their lives in order to sanctify Hashem's name. Someone who would rather choose to die and do Hashem's will instead of choosing to live and have to rebel against even one halacha in the Torah. Or someone who would choose poverty over wealth. He would choose to be sick instead of health. To choose suffering over tranquility. Because he's willing to stay, Hashem, whatever you want to give to me, however you want to set up my life, which really Hashem decides that in Rosh Hashanah, all of these things, whether a person will live, who will be tranquil, who will have suffering, who will be wealthy, who will be poor, all of it is decided in Rosh Hashanah. But this person is at the level like Rabbeinu describes Davra Melech's level. Davra Melech's level says, "Kivisi Hashem, kivso nafshi." Hashem, I hope to you, kivso nafshi, the hope of my nefesh. Rabbeinu explains that to me. That Davra Melech says, "Hashem, I give you over my whole nefesh. I have no nefesh of my own. I have no rotsin of my own. I have no desire of my own. Hashem, I give it all over to you." Most of us say, listen, I have a desire. There's certain things I would like. Here's the list, Hashem, I say on Rosh Hashanah. This is the list of how I would like it to look like. This is what I'm mapping out. Here's the list. Of course, Hashem, I know you're going to decide. And if you decide otherwise and differently, I'll accept that. That's a nice level too. But David HaMelech says, I don't have a list. Hashem, I'm not choosing. You can choose whatever you want from me. The, all, the, the, all the boxes, you check it off. In the, in the capital Kuflamid in Tehillim. David Amel says, my hope is whatever you want. I give you over my rots and give over to you, Hashem. That's the level over here. Such a person, the says, he is worthy of Hashem's chesed in basking in the glory of Elam Abba. Asher Omar Lava Kozvish, the Pasuk says, Lahanchil Oyavayesh. To those who love him, that's this level over here, he has, Hashem has to bequeath them much. And he has what to fill up their treasure houses with. Viomar, another Pasuk concerning Elam Abba, Ayin Leiroasa. No human being has ever seen the goodness that's awaiting such a person, like Kim Zulasecha, except for Hashem. That he will do for those who are waiting to be able to spend time with Hashem and Elam Abba. The Omar, and finally, Marav Tuvcha. How great is the good Hashem Safanta which you have stored away, Liriyacha. For those who fear you, Hashem, you have so much goodness stored away. And this is really a beautiful passage to end this parak with, because he was ending this idea of why Elam Abba is not described in the Torah. And that is because there's so much goodness in Elam Abba, it's not even something that can be described in, in, the, in the Torah, which is something that we deal with in this world. But this is the final and the highest level that the Chavah is describing. 
we'll conclude with this, and in the next time we'll follow up with Perek Hey, a good Tanakh.